0: Debbie is everything Marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Marketplace, Marketplace. Debbie is everything Marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey, Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Just Kane and Nelly this week. Uh, Shane like, just keeps wanting to hang out with his daughter for whatever reason. Like It's really weird. Like Shane, we have football to talk about. Uh, I get your daughter was born like, little over a week ago sure but like come on man you know nelly
1: yeah shana's a new friend it's too cool for us now
0: that's why we had we limited each other's friends when we started this (laughs) podcast we're like you can only have so many uh we've got to keep keep the circle small um but i know shana's gone but we finally got football man like we finally got it i'm I was so pumped. Um, I, I can, can I just make a plug here? And and Nelly, you might, you might be able to corroborate this. Um, I, uh, I uh, got that YouTube TV. And let me just tell you, YouTube TV for football is very fun. Uh, I was able to put four games on at the same time, which was truly a blast. Um, just really, really enjoyed it. So big shout-out YouTube TV. If you're uh, looking at cutting that cord, uh, I think YouTube, YouTube TV is better than Hulu Live when it comes to uh, football games. But that's just me.
1: Yeah, Cosign. I'm a big YouTube TV fan. Definitely pivot from cable if you haven't yet. I think it's hard to envision a situation where it wouldn't be worth it. And wouldn't be an improvement on the product. And cheaper. Yes.
0: Just overall. Like cable's expensive.
1: Um, but let's get into it.
0: Uh let's talk about the the main shebang here. Uh it was a game that most people couldn't even watch. Um San Jose State versus USC. Sixth team in the country. Uh USC Trojans play on week zero, which is a tad odd. But um what what did you see here first first
1: takeaways for USC um well Caleb Williams was still really really good uh it shouldn't really be a surprise I thought my biggest takeaway in terms of like unexpected things that happened or well, not not necessarily unexpected but uh, an unsure situation was the ball got spread around a ton there there the, there was no any like there was no funneling of targets to any specific player obviously it's one game but i don't think we see a player see target shares like we saw from uh from uh, Jordan Addison last year in in southern california
0: and i think similarly uh, trying to figure out who the running backs going to be i think it's going to be increasingly difficult uh these first few weeks for usc but my one takeaway Obviously, other than the Caleb Williams just being good at football, like the who being, you know, who the running back is, who the main wide receiver is being murky. I think is is a fact. Um, Zachariah Brand is that guy. He's going to be a first round pick in twenty twenty six. I don't know what else to tell you. Like he, he has that like star talent. His his ability to go from full speed to stopping to like just being incredibly elusive. He he is by far right now. Um, like obviously we haven't seen the other you know freshman wide receivers play, but like Zachariah Branch looked incredible. I don't know if you feel the same way, Nelly, but he's he was already the wide receiver one for me. He gets to the point of like, should I? Be having him over some twenty
1: twenty four
0: wide receivers.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely electric, right? Like a kickoff return, just the screen pass he took to the house. The way that he can kind of just move yeah. is is on another level, right? That's just pure talent. I will say, I believe his a dot on the day was like zero. Like, he didn't actually catch a pass downfield. It was all, like, balls in the flat and screen passes. So, like, yeah, I'd like to see that, right? Like, I don't I, – there's a world where he ends up being Rondell Moore. Um, and I'd like to see him be more than Rondell Moore, right? Like, more than just a, a, a low-A doc guy, someone who can develop his route tree and catch the ball downfield more. And, again, it's one game. I mean, it's it's a handful of targets. Um and he's an 18-year-old true freshman. So, like, he has a long way to go still to, like, have room to improve. Um, but dude is, like it's not like he's running. It's not like he was showing off a full, full route tree. It's more just showing off the true raw talent that he possesses. Uh, what it shows me
0: is that he, A, is getting on the field early. As a true freshman, week zero, like, he's – he's better than a lot more players right look at his uh his return his kick return like he's just a special player like and it, and it's important that they're on the field early right because he's only going to get better the more he's able to be on the field so um also, he was asked what his fastest 40 time is, and he said he ran a
1: 4.3.8. It's very believable, too. Sometimes guys say it, and it's like, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> it's like Nelly saying he runs five, like a 4.6, you know? It just, exactly. I can't believe it. Both very reasonable claims. Yeah. Uh, his 100 yard uh, dash time, 10.3. That's
1: fast, folks.
0: Yeah. Um, so, uh, sorry, 100 meter time, not 100 yard time, but same, same. Essentially. What is it, an inch off? Um, Something like that. I don't know. I don't know the meter to conversion rate. I'm not a nerd. <laughs>
1: Me neither.
0: False. Um. <laughs> But yeah, we're, I'm just super excited that we have football back. Like it, it, obviously wasn't like the most fun weekend of of watching football, necessarily. Um, I other, do you have other takeaways on anything else that happened this week? It might be C2C related, might be um, Debbie related. However, you want to look at it.
1: Uh, Notre Dame looked really good. I mean, Sam Hartman, first game not at Wake Forest, not playing in that gimmicky offense, and what? He was, like, 19 for 23 with four touchdowns. Now it was against Navy, but he looked good, right, in his first game in, like, a normal offense. Uh, Audric Estime, just a big old boy, just a, a tank. I think he's someone who will be in an NFL camp one day. I don't know how high the ceiling is, but... Uh, that size is pretty hard to match, and they had two. I mean, uh, what is it? Is it Jaden Greathouse had two yep. true freshmen had two touchdown receptions. Also, Rico Flores actually had more snaps than him, another freshman wide receiver. So, and we didn't even mention like all the USC freshmen got got had had at least one catch. So we saw a lot of freshmen play right away, which is yeah. which is pretty fun amongst those two he teams. Yeah, Deuce Robinson three catches, like he was getting yeah. in the game two. Like- yeah. Makai Lenny uh, Lemon—that's the name. Makai Lemon. Okay. Yeah.
0: Makai Lemon.
1: Yeah, I forgot his last name.
0: Yeah. Um, two two takeaways for me: one CFF related, um, one just personal happiness related. Um, I'll go happiness route first. Always fun to see Jerry Kill lose at New Mexico State. That was a hoot. <laughs> um, not a Jerry Kill supporter. Also Smoke Harris is just really really good at football. Like goes 11 for 155 and yeah. 1. Like there's a great chance he's what top 10 in CFF.
1: Yep. And shameless plug if you're in our Discord and you're in our secret shoppers channel, we've been pumping up Smoke Harris all off season. Yep.
0: Big time. Um any other takeaways you got here?
1: Um, no, not really. I'm just excited for a full slate uh, this upcoming weekend. I agree. Um, I'm very excited. Who?
0: Maybe it's a game. Maybe it's a single player. But who are you looking forward to the most? Watching? Um, could be this Thursday this weekend. Um,
1: whichever. It's pretty chalky, but I'm excited for Florida State, Dallas, U. Uh, probably the biggest game of the weekend, but I'm really excited to see what Florida state looks like that offense in particular. I mean, I think their offense has a a very high ceiling this year. Um, Jordan Travis is a lot of fun. He's pretty talented. Trey Benson, another year, fully healthy uh, with the full workload and that wide receiver group, you know, we've got um, Keon Coleman coming in from Michigan state. We've got Johnny Wilson, the six foot seven giraffe and, um and uh Destin Hill back from the dead number <laughs> 1 on the depth chart in the slot for Florida State was a top recruit a few years ago was away from the away from the sport for a couple of years and is back and uh seemingly good as new so I'm really excited to see that offense against a, a good LSU team right like I think there's a world where LSU like beats up on Florida State and kind of pushes back a little bit sure. but um I think there will be a lot of points in that game. I think it's going to be really exciting.
0: Like I, I agree that that's going to be a, a very good game. Um, one that I'm, I'm interested in is actually the only game on Monday. Uh, I think the Clemson Duke game, I think mm-hmm. is going to be relatively exciting. I think, um, any Riley Leonard supporter, I think if if you, I know Nelly really likes Riley Leonard, like. He has to perform this game. Right? This is this is the biggest one of the biggest stages that he's going to be on, especially early in the season. You get a chance for him to be just talk about like a, a value ride is like that could be him playing well against Clemson. The, he could still lose. Uh, which he probably is going to. Um, but like he could still put up a great game and still lose to an incredible defense like Clemson. And that would, that would help his stock a lot. Um, So that's one that I'm, I'm pretty excited um, to watch. Um, Obviously I'm also excited to watch Minnesota beat Nebraska on Thursday, but um, that's neither here nor there. It's not here. It's not there. We can move
1: on. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That'll be a fun game. We a little, we did a little Minnesota-Nebraska preview in the second pod.
0: Yeah. Tough time being a Nebraska fan. See, here's the problem. I'm going to talk too much, and then if the Gophers lose, I'm just going to have to crawl into a hole. You know? Um, but. Hopefully it doesn't um, happen to you, Kane. Yeah, wouldn't that be miserable? One thing I'm also excited to see, um, and this is – is I don't want to take shots Colorado this early, but – um, we could potentially see just how bad Colorado is.
1: That would be such a shame, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, what a bummer.
1: You know, um,
0: after all the talking that Prime has done. No, like, I think it's difficult, right? He he came into a terrible team in a terrible town in a terrible stadium with terrible fans. And he can only deal with part of that, right? He's got to redo um, I actually like Boulder, but uh, he's got to rework over this team, and he brought a lot of pieces. Um, but I think it's 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 different, right? Um, he's he's up in the big leagues now, so I I think especially with him um, in the conference that he's in, I think he's going to get pummeled. And I no longer what's the, what's his win total at? I think four.
1: Uh, I think it's been like three and a half.
0: Is it no? It was at four and a half for a bit this offseason when like Lines first came out, I think. And I you and I looked at it and I don't even think we could even find four wins. Nope. Uh, not to mention three. So I think
1: there's a chance they're bad. Definitely. There definitely is. And I don't think that there's been a lot of talk about Shadur Sanders being CFF relevant because they're going to be losing. And I'll tell you what, like, that isn't always how it works for bad teams. Sometimes bad teams just get pummeled. And even when the backups come in, they still get pummeled. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't have him anywhere because I'm not confident in that narrative. I, I think you know that
0: I'm a Shadur Sanders fan. I, I like him I think for CFF I think he is exciting Um, but he was definitely overdrafted just due to hype.
1: Um, Yeah, I think that's going to come back and bite him in the rear yeah I I have one more game for you I think probably the other high profile game this this, uh, weekend I think uh, North Carolina, South Carolina is going to be fun and I mean that's a rivalry Um, I mean Tez Walker is still TBD on if he plays or not Um, but Drake May I want to see how he looks without Josh Downs. I mean, I think he is as high profile as it gets in the country right now. And he's got, he has a lot to lose this year. Um, and I mean, there's a world where, I mean, North Carolina is like barely more than a pick him in this game. Uh, spreads two and, two and, and a half. half. Yeah. So that's, that's actually the
0: closest spread um, outside of any ranked game outside of like LSU, Florida state. Obviously that's, as close as you can get the ranked, what five and eight, respectively. But, um, yeah, I
1: think it's exciting. I think that's going to be a
0: really, really good game.
1: Yeah. And South Carolina, I mean, there's been some Spencer Rattler like the, within like the not necessarily the draft community, but apparently he's, he's looked really good this offseason. Uh, Juice Wells is fun, and they brought in a couple tight ends. Uh, in that new offensive system that utilizes tight end, so it's going to be interesting to see how that game goes. It'll be fun. Uh, one more that I think is going to be super exciting is uh, Washington Boise State, um, because that's one of the like they're playing. Washington's playing a G five team, but it's Boise State, right? Like that's a good program. They do things well. Um, so I'm excited on both sides. I'm excited to see this Washington offense, which has the potential to be the best offense in the country. Um, I'm excited to see like all the skill positions there. I'm excited to see Michael panics playing. And then I want to see how Taylor green holds up against, uh, a a power five defense in Washington. And I want to see how those running backs look against Washington as well. George Alani. Um, um, who's the other guy? Um, I can't remember. It's going to kill me. Who's the second, uh, Boise state running back. Uh, uh Janty? Janty? Yeah, Ashton GT or Janty or whoever you say his last name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be exciting to see how that that all kind of plays out. I think that could be closer than uh than Vegas thinks, but I also this is not betting advice. I I don't sports bet so, um, but I think that could be a fun game.
0: Yeah, I think the only other game I'd ever
1: i'm that i am very interested in
0: watching is is florida utah uh what does that utah team look like do we have cam rising like right we we have a lot of question marks on on what that game is going to be and um i want to see what florida looks like um i think we have a lot of question marks on on what florida is and isn't um is, and when it's Graham Mertz at quarterback, it probably isn't. But uh, he can hand the ball off really well, so maybe Trevor Etienne can just run a while.
1: his uh, backup. Maybe uh, Montrell Johnson will run a while too. I they're both they're both going to get a lot of carries. <laughs> they better because <laughs> Graham Mertz does not want to be throwing the ball a lot. Yeah, that's a tough start.
0: It's but not great. What can you do? Um, is there any specific player that you're looking at, uh, kind of this week one time, that you're like, I gotta, I gotta watch this guy. Uh, maybe he's a lower level Devy name that you want to see if he's able to break through, or, or vice versa.
1: Yeah, Joe Milton. Tennessee's playing Virginia want to see how Joe Milton and his rocket arm look like against. I mean, Virginia is not great, but they're still power five. Um, but that's a game that Tennessee is expected to win handily. But the Joe Milton experience is a rocky one. So we'll see if he, he's able to smooth it out for his final year. But um, I'm excited to see how he looks there and what, like what the weapons do. Who kind of sees targets? I think that's all going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, uh, oh, I what I'm interested in um, is is on Ole Miss. I'm curious to see Zachary Franklin, uh, the transfer to Ole Miss. I I'm really curious.
1: Might have to wait a bit. Think he's hurt.
0: I thought there was talk that he was going to play. Am I wrong?
1: I thought I saw a news today that it was going to be a few weeks still. I because I'm with you. I was very excited for him this week.
0: Uh, oh, he had a knee scope this summer. I knew that, but I thought he was going to be ready week one. Oh, he's not even practicing yet. Well, uh, scratch that. Not that excited <laughs> for that because he's not going to be there. Um, so I guess I'm not excited for just about anything. <laughs> uh, I I guess the the other thing that I am excited for is the Kentucky offense. Um, you know, does Dane Key still play a role in that offense? Does, um, does Barry and Brown take a larger step forward? Kind of what does that offense look like as a whole? I think that's very interesting to me as well.
1: Yeah, I think what people don't really understand is there's, like, not people, but, like, there's a lot of people out there that are, like, Kentucky lost Will Levis, like, a top prospect. How is it possible that they're going to get better? And there's a difference between, like, a good college quarterback and a good NFL prospect. And Devin Leary is a better college quarterback than Will Levis was. Um, So I think Kentucky, like, Kentucky's offense will be better this year than last year. Uh, I'm pretty confident in saying that, especially with those wide receivers being a year older.
0: And That's why my question is more of like, are they going to continue to take this step forward? Uh, or is, is it just another time where Tavian Robinson just is kind of the main guy? Like, I need to see one of those sophomores be like over tavian robinson this season right if if i want to hold them in the esteem of like kind of this top six top eight uh, wide receiver in the 25 class they have to like be ruling the roost and obviously it's a little more difficult because you know they're x and z receivers but and tavian robinson's playing the slot but i i think they gotta they gotta make a name for him now um that that's just my thought uh, but I I think Kentucky is going to be a little bit better than than people um, are currently thinking. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I think there's a world where they're the second best team in the SEC East. Is, that seems blasphemous. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, there's Georgia and then Tennessee's like probably not- second.
0: I forget how much better the West is versus the East.
1: Yeah, very sticks. weird
0: split there. Um, but yeah, I you it definitely could happen, right? Um, if Joe Milton's not that good, Kentucky could be the second team there. Um, yeah, but it's tough. Vanderbilt's already they've already won one, so they're basically. <laughs> They got to be close to their win total, so they have got a leg up on them right now. Yeah, you're damn right. Take that. No, um, no, I'm with you there. I think it'll be a uh, really, really exciting. Uh, outside of Georgia, SEC East is 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 something. But yeah. Just here's just a for question real. for you: Are we at this is the Georgia three-peat season? Like is this
1: their year again? I have been thinking about the top of college football a, a lot recently. I think this is Michigan's year to lose. Shit. I Georgia not only did they lose Stetson Bennett and lose um like a a number of players all over the place, but they lost their offensive coordinator. And Todd Monken is a very good offensive coordinator. I think that's a big change. The defense is still going to be really good, but they have a lot of change on offense. And I think that that is going to be a little bit more difficult to overcome than people expect. Like uh, there's, I don't know. I don't really buy into Carson back to the extent that others have bought into Carson back. I think he's shit. Yeah. Uh,
0: what do I know? Um, let, let's let go over to Shane here. Uh, Shane, you got any thoughts on Ohio State Week 1? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Shane, do you also want to teach us something? Perfect, thanks. Um, let's go straight into our buys and sells then after Shane's uh, rousing piece there. Uh, wh- where are you at here, Nelly? I- I'll go first if you want.
1: Uh, I have I have my guys going. Okay. Uh, all right. uh, we were just talking about Georgia, actually. I didn't touch on them specifically because I want to mention them here. I am selling Branson Robinson really sad, but he popped his Ooh. patellar tendon. <laughs> that That is like as bad of an injury as it gets. That's Achilles-level bad. It's worse than a regular knee injury. Branson Robinson, really talented guy, looked good last year as a freshman, and was someone who I had in my top 20 Devy ranks, and I have dropped him all the way down to, let me scroll, let me scroll, let me scroll, 98 in my Devy ranks. Um, so, like, you're not getting back what you sold for or what you had him for before he got hurt, but it might be just get what you can because, like, there's a world where we don't see him on a football field again. Um, I know a lot of people are curious, though, Nellie. They're like, what is a patellar tendon? And
0: that's totally fine. I can answer that question for you. A lot of people have been asking me. Um, I have gone to school a long time, none to be a doctor. But uh, here's what I can tell you. The patellar tendon attaches the bottom of the kneecap or the patella to the top of the shin bone, also known as the tibia. So uh seems important.
1: Yeah. I uh, I was around someone when they tore their patellar tendon, and the it was not pretty. It was it was
0: brutal. And the the problem is, you can also have an increase of like subluxing your kneecap if your patellar tendon isn't strong, right? And so subluxing is the dislocation of your kneecap. Um, it normally wiggles a little bit, but a lot of people see it like on the side. And things like that. Um, so that's something that could be increased.
1: And in Branson Robinson, oh. which sucks.
0: Granted, yeah. I'm not a doctor.
1: No, you are not. <laughs> um, but okay, I, so on I, the that flip was a little forward. That. Like you were like, you're not. Well, no, I'm not either.
0: Yeah, but like you didn't have to say it like you did. You know, that's a bit. That was a bit, bit harsh. You're right. I didn't. Carry on.
1: On on the flip side of that, um, I am buying Andrew Paul and I am buying Roderick Robinson, who I was not buying this off season. I thought he was overpriced as a freshman, but not only did Branson Robinson do that to his his knee, excuse me, but uh, Kendall Milton also has a sprained MCL. So all they have there is Dejan Edwards. I th- think um, I think Andrew Paul, who tore his ACL last year. Uh, could carve out a pretty significant role here, and Roger Robinson is a size speed freak. Um, the guys at campus again, I think, clocked him at like twenty three miles per hour, and he's he's a big boy. He's like two twenty, right? So that's like that's 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 pretty serious athleticism. Um, so if Georgia is going to be good, if they are going to be this three peat team, it's going to be in part in large part due to the ground game, and those young guys will have to step up in order for that to happen, and they will they will get the opportunity too. So um, those are guys who I'm buying before games start, and they actually earn these roles. Probably more so Andrew Paul um, because I think there's less hype for him. I think you can get him cheaper. Um, wise, there are a few res- freshman running backs I want to mention that are like they have a lot of hype. Hype in fall camp that I'm intrigued by, but I don't know how much I actually value that. So, a guy like Caleb Jackson at LSU—that's a pretty muddy backfield. He's someone who's in my Devi ranks at this point. He's he's uh flirting with the top 100. Um, and then Mark Fletcher at Miami, another guy, a, a big boy who was at one point committed to Ohio State. He's had rave reviews in camp. They don't have much size there in Miami. Henry Parrish is the lead back. He's a little undersized. He's someone who's going to see work right away as well. And I don't know, early work for running back is is something that I always love to see, especially if it's someone who is a relatively high recruit. But being said, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. I want to actually wait and see it. So it's like a, a balancing act of how much do I actively want to go by based off height versus seeing it first.
0: Yeah, no, I... I get it. Um I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here and this is a crazy buy and and I apologize for it. Um I'm gonna buy Caleb Williams. I think I I think as and the reason I know, I know we say this a lot, but like by the time we are at the NFL draft, uh Caleb Williams, I think is only going to increase in value. And the question is how much can he increase? I don't know. Uh but I want to get him at any sort of price discount that I can. So that means uh buying the 101. Um that means uh trading for him in debbie League's, trading for him in Campus De canton League's, like whatever you got to do to get him on your team. If you're not competing, uh you need to make a grandfather or a godfather move. Um for Caleb Williams, because I think it's it's going to help your team in the long run. Um, my unknown uh, is Jurian Dickey. Like I especially early, I'm, I'm curious to see how much of the offense um, he's going to be a part of. Um, obviously, when you have a, a very good wide receiver in Troy Franklin, um, there's a chance that he doesn't get as much and he's always going to be a little overshadowed. Um, but you, like we said early with Zachariah branch, um, you need him to play early. Um, and and to start to build that, um, build that knowledge of of especially game speed in, in uh, college football. Um, and my cell. Before I do my cell, I just have this written down, Nelly. I want to get to it. If you had to choose Branson Robinson or Roderick Robinson, you'd uh, would you trade Branson for Roderick?
1: Yeah, I think I would. Okay. I, I definitely would.
0: Okay. I just at least wanted to get that on there in case people are. Questioning that, kind of thinking about those same moves. Um, my sell right now. Um, yeah, I, can I make. Uh, no, this is tough. I'm just going to go ahead and sell JJ McCarthy. Like, I think JJ McCarthy's fine. He's fine. But, like, if you have people hyping him up to be a quarterback three or. Or being a first round quarterback, like I, I, I can't see it. Um if Will Levis can't be a first round quarterback, then JJ McCarthy certainly can't. Um Will Levis was at least toolsy. Uh there's not many tools when it comes to your boy JJ. Um uh, and also it's a tough look being named JJ. I think that's tough. Uh, J.J. Reddick did it. That was cool. Uh, Justin Jefferson, I get that. But J.J. McCarthy, that's a tough one for me. So um, I think he's my
1: You got thoughts, Nelly? You, you seem to be making some faces over there. I hope we don't have any listeners named J.J. I personally have nothing wrong with, with you if your name is J.J. I think it's a very respectable name.
0: Uh, talk to me in the discord if your name jj come to the discord uh wherever you listen to this podcast click on the link come yell at me in the discord also uh if you're looking for cff help um and you want a a free resource um you can hop into our discord and in that we have a cff channel uh put it in there we will happily talk with talk about uh start sits with you um do what we can to help um also never discount um some of the advice you get from the cff site as well as our our friends over at campus to canton so uh, make sure you check all those places out as well but um for at least Nellie and myself and shane who keeps hanging out with with his new friend um thanks so much for listening and we appreciate every single one of you and we're just so excited to be back in football season